This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Now we'll start. Now that the equipment is behaving and we've ventured all the way to Burbank, uh, John Klein is here co-hosting today. What's going on? John John uh, has had an interesting week, but we'll leave it at that. I have. Um, but more importantly, we're back with the Ring Brothers. You guys are in town showing off, once again, another awesome project. Uh, tell us what you brought. Uh, thanks for having us. We brought a 72 AMX Javelin that we uh, did for Prestone. Kind of an interesting car for us because it's been in our life forever. We uh, live in a town of 600 people, and the guy that bought it uh, used to bring it to our dad's gas station, so actually Mike could wash the thing on Saturday mornings for the guy. And uh, probably, I don't know, a little over a year ago, year and a half ago, we were cooking fish at the church fish fry, and he, he was standing next to me with a cooking next to me. I think that was the most American sentence that's ever happened. The only thing that was missing was a shotgun. (laughs) You know, and he just, he's like, hey, I've still got my car. Are you guys interested in it? I said, hell yeah. So we ended up buying it and pitching it to Prestone and you know, the rest is history. Yeah, we didn't think we'd ever be able to get somebody to build the AMX and we were like, who's going to put the money in a Javelin? But uh, when Prestone came to us and wanted to build some, you know, they first wanted to do like a Mustang, Camaro and no, why do that? Yeah, it's like, and they're like, well, why a Javelin? I go, that's why, because when you say Javelin, they're going to think of Presto now because nobody's done it. So Khan did an amazing thing, and they showed, like, SEMA of past years with Mustangs and Camaros and did an overhead mm-hmm. and just, like, pointed out all the Camaros and all the Mustangs and, and SEMA. And a billion cars. And it was like every car in the joint it's, was a Camaro or a Mustang. It's got to be something absolutely nuts yes. for it to even, like, show up on the radar with a Mustang or Camaro. Like, I think the last one that that, that really showed up were, um, was, was theirs. It was Espionage. That was that one, and then Jason Engel's Camaro from a few years back, and then also the crazy million-dollar Mustang project. I can't remember what the name of it was. Oh, that. Oh, that, Vicious. Yeah. Vicious, yeah. That yeah. thing was that overbuilt. That was, yeah, yeah, by you. It was in Magnaflow. Yeah, it was It was at the Magnaflow booth. I can't remember. Summer, do you know which, uh, which shop built that? It was Timeless Customs are out here in uh, California. Uh, yeah, there's. it's just hard to stick out with those cars. Like, you guys always have something unique. Like, the uh, the car that you guys built on the ATS chassis a few years ago was, I, I loved that thing. I think that was my favorite that thing. That was Madam B. Madam right? B, you wait yeah. to see it now. Jim's probably got a picture. He, there's nothing left of it. It's completely cut apart. What? Not oh, completely. Com- why? It's completely well, okay, unrecognizable right now. What are you doing with it? Making it look like a 48. Or 49. Or 49. It's black. It'll be black. I mean, when I say it's completely. All the carbon's gone. All the hood's gone. The trunk hood's gone. The fenders are gone. The bumpers are gone. There's nothing left of this What was the impetus for tearing it apart? He 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 just just wanted it the way he wanted it. He said, I let you guys build it the way you wanted it the first time. And uh, now I'm going to build it the way I want. Wouldn't it have been easier to just buy another car and build a second one? It really would have. He had a buyer for the the car, but he he didn't want it. He had uh, an Iranian, I believe he was. No, it was a Russian dude. A Russian guy. And uh, we were at SEMA. Recently came off some money from an election. Yeah, could be. We were at SEMA, and the dude opened his checkbook and said to Wes, I want to buy your car. I have lots of money. And Wes says, I'm no slouch. So uh, I said, Wes, why didn't you sell him the car? He says, I, I don't trust them Russians. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, who knows? He just, it wasn't for sale. And he, I think he could have sold it, but he didn't. So wow. now it's completely torn apart. It's completely it's yeah. rebuilt. Yep. Well, not quite carbon, yet. Carbon free right now. Carbon free. Yeah. Yeah. It's on an aluminum diet now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is yeah, it, it's cool. It's it'll be cool. It's just completely different. From your perspective at this point, is it easier is it easier almost to fabricate from carbon than it is aluminum or is it, it For one? us with technology, yeah, carbon's the way to go. I mean, cuz now you can scan it, mill the molds. I mean, you don't have to do any of the handwork. I mean, yeah. it's honestly 
with the future, it's going to take car builders, young kids that really don't, they're not going to need to know how to fab. They're going to be able to just draw it, yeah. machine build it. it. Well, it's like the glue new, it together. It's like the new fiberglass. I mean, I remember when everybody thought carbon was a dark art, and then you come down to it and you're like, it's I fiberglass. know guys in a warehouse yeah. with like paint rollers exactly. putting this shit together. Exactly. You know, now the guys with the big money with the autoclaves just making it even stronger. But yeah. it's 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 taken almost like artistry out of it, kind of like Photoshop and everything yeah, else. Yeah, you're yeah. taking Let's you're making artists. You guys out all know people that can knock tin around and. Yeah. Uh, talented. The guys are just unbelievable. Metal is just such a pain in the ass yeah. to work with by comparison. Yeah, sure. You know, um, and you, look, you go to a shop like Rod Emery's, and you just it's it's all hammers. Right. That's it. Yeah. There's guys that just hammers yeah. in a dolly and can build anything. Oh, chip. Yeah. I mean, they don't yeah. even have power hammers, by the way. No, not just at all. Yeah, it's just, just a, a line of hammers. Like Emery has literally a wall of just hammers, just straight up old school hammers, and then he has um, a stump in the middle of yeah. the shop. And Amazing guy beating yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, we're not them. But there's guys out there that you just go, "Oh my god!" Like the Steve Moles and the guys that yeah. are just like crazy. What's amazing to me is now that uh, I remember when the English wheel was like a dead thing, and you had to buy one at an auction from some guy in Nottingham to get an English wheel. And now you can walk into a Harbor Freight and buy an exactly. English wheel. Uh, it's crazy, just like what youtube and then you know what like you know the overhaulings and stuff that started 15 20 years ago have done to bring that in direct it's like there's a there's an upswing in blacksmiths now sure just because people are learning how to do it on youtube right well they're watching the guys build swords you know and want to be a blacksmith which is cool too yeah exactly it's and it's cool because we need people to be able to work with their hands so if they can learn as a hobby and then Take it into the it. real world. It's, well, it's, you know, it's a boutique item at that point. It's not mass manufactured. You buy it because you appreciate that right. specific thing. You know? Well, um, it's a quality, and that's what you guys do. You yeah. guys deliver quality products. I mean, you're not doing metal. You're doing carbon. But I've seen... Yeah, I have, we, I have been to your shop when you guys are building all the carbon stuff. It's I, not exactly a mass-produced item. No, it I, is one of those quality items. The, those. the deco liner filled your quota for metal for the rest of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. or the Winnebago or whatever you yeah. want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit, uh, a little crazy. But so, what did you guys bring? You you guys were here to visit with Leno and shoot for his show. So the javelin. So what's powering the javelin? Yeah. Uh, it's got the Hellcat in it with a four and a half liter Whipple on top. So, so it's basically, half, it's, it's it's about more than half the displacement of the actual engine. The, correct. The Whipple. Yeah. So Holy then crap. that's probably a little. It's it's probably it's it's north of a Demon power wise. Then it's north of the Demon. Yeah. yeah it's it's detuned about. I think it made ten thirty six. Yeah. And Why it's capable of it? twelve or thirteen. It's it's. Why? I mean, guys want to say they got 14, 15. I mean, None of if it had 14 power. or 15, I can't believe you'd even notice any difference because you cannot. Jim's yeah, probably more of a... pass anybody at 60. Yeah. Well, you, you, got, you were telling us the story. Yeah. You know, you guys were telling us the story earlier when we first got here that, uh, you know, you're out doing the drive with Jay, and he didn't think that he was going to do a rolling burnout. And at 20. Yeah, yeah Jim's like... 25, 30. It's it. Yeah. Realistically, it probably lays it down at sixty, eighty. If you wanted to put no, your foot I don't in, think, of course, we had the car pretty heat soaked when we were. I mean, we had just driven it for probably at least an hour, you know, getting on it and you know doing all the stuff for the for the shoot, and then you know then it became burnout time, obviously, and so you know you had to be you had to be down thirty thirty five miles an hour. Because, you know, it's just... Because of the heat soak. That's one thing about them superchargers. But I'll tell you they, what, you start one of them things up on a cold morning and... In Wisconsin. I don't, in Wisconsin. I mean, if it's 30 degrees out and you take it out, you'd probably be doing 60 and it would still destroy the I tires. remember driving with you in recoil and doing, like, I think 70 and you hitting the gas and just... Yeah, it would just come loose. Silence. Yeah. yeah. But uh, too much power. It's There's it's too fun. much power. It's a blast. You know, we started out... With a bunch of pooch, four hundred horse, five hundred horse. We thought which, that was which we four hundred was insane. We're just laughing about like this is crazy, and you know, 
there's no doubt you can get used to horsepower. I mean, if the more oh, yeah. you drive it, you, you come back and if there he's, are two other people in the world, yeah, so Mike's get used to horsepower. Yeah, Mike horsepower. always comes back. He's got enough power, and I said, well, it did the first three times I drove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird how you adjust that. I mean, it's like I remember, you know. 25 years ago you get in a car with 250 horsepower and you're like this ain't bad this, yeah and now you're like that's less than a camry yeah it's it's it is I that's was, when you were trying to get your things. mother's speedometer under the dash in her malibu the 76 malibu oh yeah we used to... mashing the gas on it the speedo went to 100 it was a sweeper yeah so yeah. if you could get it below the plastic and then hit the cruise yeah you were doing good jim's well, buddy would always do that he would hit the cruise he'd we'd come home and Unfortunately, we were drinking. This was in a young age, and he would—he would literally drive from Richland Center to Spring Green, which is probably a 25-mile jaunt through a town. And he would leave Richland Center, and he would get it going right under the dash. Figure about 110. It's all straight. Night? No, it's got a big sweeper leaving Gotham. You didn't go through there that fast. Yes, we did. We had her. <laughs> we had the cruise. Well, you know Jim. He's crazy, and he literally cruise control on needle under the dash he'd be smoking a cigarette his foot out the window and and oh, just a this is like the scene man. from death wish <laughs> yeah. where somebody loses their oh life. this guy was crazy he, he was crazy him and my other buddy who actually had passed away on a motorcycle accident a couple years ago um had a couple girls that they picked up at the bar they were coming down a four-lane highway and scott his name was happened to be in the back seat with the two women and uh jim was up front driving he was like you know i'm my turn to get in the back seat. <laughs> oh, no. And hey, Scott, these like, two guys were as bullheaded as you can get. And, and Scott says, no, I'm good back here. And uh, Jim says, you better hop up here because I'm not going to drive anymore. And they're doing – so Jim just hit set the cruise. the cruise at 60 miles an hour and jumped in the, in the back, back seat. Nobody driving. <laughs> oh, Nobody and driving. he's screaming. I'm going, you, you better, better get, get up there. there. You better <laughs> get up there. These are things that are only possible on roads in the Midwest yeah, and Texas. Yeah, the Midwest. Yeah. You can't even make that stuff up. I won't go any further yeah. than my air. Uh, <laughs> oh, happens. I got another really good story. We probably can't tell it no, on the you air. Probably can't. <laughs> Summer is looking at us, yeah. very, like saying nervously. No, don't, don't don't tell the story. Uh, yeah, do not tell that story. So the javelin. How long was that built? Actually, that was one of our quickest builds we'd ever done. From um, <clears throat> the thing with Prestona is we gave them a guaranteed price, and then. They were going to spend a lot of money at SEMA, so we had to sign a liquidated damages clause, which we've never had to do before, that if it's not done, we would lose 50 Gs. Yeah. So uh, we did that in under a year. For for us, that's, from conception, that's that's to, it's, it's a pretty big build. Because you guys are usually two, three years, right? Well, a couple. It would yeah. be nice to have two, usually 18 months. Right. I mean, when you're cracking six, eight months off a build, that's eternity. So yeah, did you guys bring in extra help for that or? No, we act, well I did. I had some help. Two great guys, uh, um, the Kraus brothers, and they helped me with the body work on it. Um, but other than that, pretty well did it all in house. The thing with that car is, being it was all scanned and machined, we can't machine fenders right. something that large. So yeah, that'd be a little wasteful. Yeah, so it was uh, that. You were always relying on something Relying else. on, yeah. You know, and it, it made it painful because we normally you had don't. no control over the, you know, the time frame. Yeah. So you, you had to rely on other people. So we spent money where we probably shouldn't have or could have got less expensive if we hadn't had that, that deadline. Yeah, it's not. I mean, when you get 50 grand up in the air, you're like, I'm not going to scrimp yeah, on Yeah, we, we have to get it done. It doesn't make sense to try and save a $1,000 right. right. to put 50 grand at risk. Right. Yeah. And one thing hinges on the other. So. Right. Where did you guys get the motor? Was it directly from Dodge? Was actually, it a crate no, Carl engine? Wagner, actually at that time, he had to buy it as a replacement block for the for the Hellcat. And uh, I think he knew a dealer that could I get it now. Knew, you know, it's not yeah, a deal. And knew someone with a VIN number Hel- or Hellcat. something. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, got it done. But sorry, Carl, you're busted. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he got that done. And then I think that was the same time that Whipple was working on that four-and-a-half-liter blower that, I believe it was their first now, but prototype. It was one of the first ones. On so they car. were great to give us that, and then it, it was fun. And it's it's really weird because we're kind of LS guys, and the torque range is such different it's place. It's way different motor. Yeah. Completely different sounding, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
completely different. The sound. LS almost sounds like European. Yes, it does. It's got like a higher end, and it makes yeah. the power higher. Where this is really down low, and being in like pretty much our first automatic, almost. Um, it's kind of fun because Jim can just... Automatics are fun because you can just mash the gas. It shifts the gears. We don't have to think. Yeah, yeah. you just, just kind of go yeah. numb and hold on. Yeah. And he lays some serious black marks over there. What did that have? Did that have the uh, ZF8 speed in it? No, we actually ran because we work with Mark Bowler a lot. It's got a 4L80 in it. And it's got a Chevy 4L80 <laughs> in it. Because yeah. we uh, won, you know, getting it to work, the 8-speed... Plus two a horsepower going sure, and that 4L80 is good to 1600. So, if you want to turn the volume up on it yeah. even more, that tranny will take it. The Running that Holly Dominator, sheer in half. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. might not. Yeah, and it's like we were getting our lunch aid anyway. We weren't going to do any more experimenting than we had to. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think anybody's done a really high horsepower ZL. Uh, or not ZF, ZF, uh, you know, build. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Whereas, you know, yeah, we don't want to be the guinea pig on that. Yeah, probably not. Because that thing is taking some serious. It's taking a lot of beating. I mean, that like we were marching I, off the burn marks at the shop. I don't know if you ever seen it, but they're like 280 feet long, and he and they. It's really weird burnout because when you're rolling into it, it starts light and gets blacker, and then mm-hmm. finally, till he loses control and lets off. Where it almost looks like you again. started on the other end and go to where it fades out. Right. It's really kind of weird to look at a black mark, get light, and just turn pitch black till you <laughs> actually take your foot off the gas. Because it doesn't me, stop. Somebody told me today, I don't know if it was Corey, that said he loves to Google Earth our shop because you can literally see the streets oh, I've just destroyed. Oh, have you really? That's yeah. Cool he said you can see all the black marks just <laughs> everywhere around your shop. So yeah, that's, uh, it looks like a landing strip. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you go around and uh, look at Google Earth through like South LA, you can see where all the street racing is. In the really? Of the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put VHT down on the road. No way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's chaos and it's We fantastic. might have to use that stuff. Oh, yeah. You might have to to get that thing to yeah, hook. Yeah, get it to hook. The cops are cool. They probably wouldn't mind. Yeah, we painted their uh, SWAT vehicle. We got, I think we got one get-out-of-jail-free card left. We used the other one. Huh. You got, I, yeah, you got to get a couple more. I yeah. wonder if VHT is effective if sprayed directly on the tires. Well, we can soak them, if nothing else. Well, I'm just thinking if you had a sprayer... Kind yeah. of like meth injection, yeah. where you had Put a tank of it in the back, yeah. and you could just spray it directly on the tires. Most guys back in the day, like when we were talking no horsepower, they would spray oil to get the tires to sprint. <laughs> now you're trying to get them to stick. That's how crazy oh, the I world's remember, got. Yeah. I remember in high school, the thing was people would use bleach. Sure, yeah. yeah. So they'd be... We had a guy with a Sunfire GT oh, in back town, in. and the guy was, <laughs> the was, guy was almost all there. And, uh, Almost out there. I mean, he had a <laughs> he owned a Sunfire. Yeah, <laughs> but he used to think the thing was just a monster. So you know, he'd rev it up, he'd rev it up and, and throw it in here, and they would go eat. That's and all he could get. So Mike went out and took a quart of oil and dumped it over his tires when he wasn't looking, and we were like, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, give her. So he, he did puts the, the thing to the wood and he slams it down into gear. And that thing just comes to life. The tires are smoking <laughs> off. And it was between the gas pumps at the, at the station, gas station. He almost hit the pumps. But he thought he hit an instant nitrous something <laughs> happened to his car, <laughs> revving it up that many times. And he never, ever it. figured it out. He could <laughs> yeah. never do it again. But Oh, he, that's great. You never told him. <laughs> no. Oh. So what's it like when, when you're building this car for somebody like Crestone? How is that? Does that process differ? Is it like... Other than obviously the the penalty, you know, the liquidated the, the, damages, the potential yeah. <laughs> penalties you could pay. Is there anything different in the process than dealing with a private customer? No, actually, they were really good and let us kind of do it the way we wanted. After we talked them into the javelin and letting us do the javelin, um, everything else was they kind just kind of kind of said, you know, we want a thousand horsepower. It's got to be a yellow. And they were fretting a little bit about the white interior at the end. They were really unsure about it, but I still think it was the right move. I think it looks, you know, period correct in the car. And, you know, the car had white interior when we bought it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of the 70 schwank, you know, it's kind of, and it was a bright white original. So even the way we made the Hellcat motor look old school with the Hemi look and no throttle body exposed and 
no fuel rail. So it looks like a, an old natural, well, not really natural. Firepower, natural. you know, the Chrysler firepower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Now I just, you know, I, 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 I got to get you guys to, I want to see a Ford done with the Australian straight six. That's yeah. what I really want to see. That XR6 turbo motor. Nobody's doing it over here, and I've been advocating for it for years. And I think you guys just might be the right ones to do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Falcon or something with the with the Big new turbo. Falcon motor. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. You know. Have you guys ever, like, looked at doing, I mean, it's mostly domestic V8s for you guys, or, or the Turbo 6 as it was in the ATS-based car. Um, what are you, is there anything else that interests you as far as, like, you know, popular tuner motors that might be cool for your I mean, old Volvos, we Well, the car, but as far as drive, no, you know, we're not big engine guys. And really, it's funny to talk to you guys, and you guys blow our minds with all you know about different. We're kind of stuck in the Midwest, and one, don't know a lot of European or even Asian cars because we've yeah. never been really in the Midwest. Right. Everybody drove American cars. Oh, I mean, I when we grew that. up, there was no BMWs. There was no, it was all by American. Plymouth, Dodge. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. So Chevy growing Ford. up, I mean, my daughter and I are building a BMW 2002 together in yep. 1972. But until I joined the Navy in 1981 and came to San Diego, I had no idea, honestly, probably what a BMW was or a 2002 because I fell in love with them out here. Yeah. But that and like we the just weren't ex- – yeah. yeah. Like, we well, didn't Jim, see that stuff in our town. Well, we did have – my sister had a 280Z that Jim rolled and totaled it out <laughs> on his prom night. <laughs> God dang John Travolta. Yeah, I was actually in the Navy. And I was, we were in Vegas, and my sister let him use the car for prom. And we were in Vegas when we got the the call. The call that saying. Jim totaled out her car. That was, a, that was a nice car too. I wish I had that car back. You can buy one I very cheaply. That thing. Like I, around here, you can I get a really? Craigslist 280 for. This one had a moonroof two... in it. Have you ever seen another one with a moonroof? No. It was a factory glass roof in this car. I've only seen T-tops. Yeah, I've only ever seen no, the T-tops. No, this had a full. Factory glass roof. Must have been like not a ZX, a 280Z. Yeah, yeah. 240, 262. All right, we're gonna go to Craigslist after this is going. Yeah, we're gonna get you a 280Z. Yeah, it's funny. That's that kind of stuff out here is that that stuff is really hard. Oh yeah. 240 and 260. You 240s are a little bit more expensive. People are starting to really get on that 240 train, but 280s. Oh my god, we can get you one for like two grand. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And not like a ship. Why does everybody want the 240 over the 280? Because they're a little smaller, I think. A little bit smaller. The engine was a little bit different. Uh, the chassis yeah. was a little bit different. Just yeah, right. It's all the same with an LS. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's you know, it's. I why, mean, you're going to put an LS <laughs> into it, yes. Why does somebody want a first gen Camaro over a second gen Camaro? Right. You know, I want That's a fourth point. gen. Camaro. Good point. I really want to. You can also buy that yeah. for two thousand dollars. No, Jim and at, Jim and I both had IROCs. Oh my god! Yeah, we had eighty sixes and Jim's, third gen. Jim had to copy me, and he had the plate that says IROC two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> oh man, I really want one. I, I know it's a, a terrible I, car. I bought I the bought only IROC ever built without a tune port in it. I was so pissed. Yeah, he didn't even know. Like, he bought one of the first '86s cool. that had the wasn't even the Crossfire. It, it was, was a just a piece. Dumpster. 305. Yeah, he had a 305. Well, I had the I had the 305, but mine was the tune port. Yeah, well, I mean, you're comparing, you know, you're comparing one shitty motor to another yeah. at that point. Those <laughs> motors were all garbage then. I Let's know. just agree that we're going to buy an IROC and then throw an LS7 oh, into it. Badass. Oh, so I was awesome. gonna, I bought some. That's new- that's your next SEMA idea. Yeah. IROC with an LS7 dry yeah. sump. Well, there everybody's doing Fox bodies. It's there. It's inevitable that those are going to start hitting too. Absolutely. Uh, there was you a know guy. That IROC's going to hit again. Hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was out in the valley and bought a set of wheels off of a guy. I don't know, three months ago, and he is full custom shop. Nobody's ever heard of him, but they do really nice work. And uh, it was he had an IROC in the corner. They had just gone through and seam welded the entire chassis. Oh my with god! Subframe wow. connectors on it. Uh, the only thing I give him shit for is he didn't put an IRS in it. You know? Yeah. Got to. Oh, yeah. Them cars drove pretty damn good for what they were, though. I mean, you think about yeah. Probably not. That's probably because we it was in the 80s. Right. And we did, you know, we were used to our mom's 76 Malibu, but. Which was uh, a car probably from but, the 50s. I mean, yeah. When you got in them cars, you felt like it was Invincible. all that. Right. Well, yeah. for their time. Well, you, I've your, read some of the old like, reviews. Yeah. And yeah. 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 
I had a fourth gen Camaro. I had a '99, which was a, just an iteration on your third gens. I mean, rounded body on top sure. of what was effectively the same chassis. You know, so it had all the rigidity of a cooked piece of lasagna. You know, Jim. So Jim gen. used to wash his IROC every day, and he used to set he in the winter them, time. Too. He took them t tops out. <laughs> Tell him that story. I said the, the neighbor kid was across the street, and I don't know what I was doing, but I said. Will you just back the car up a little bit? I, I think I was on the hose or something. So the kid just, I mean, the kid was probably 10, 12. So he hops in the car, mashes the gas in my mom's <laughs> yard, right over the top of both of my T-tops. Boom, boom. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm going, oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever run over their T-tops It was before. horrible. Both T-tops just mushed in the grass. I mean, and, were... you know, Wisconsin's not nice. It's cold <laughs> no. and rainy and... Yeah, it's uh, gross in the wintertime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's wow. I, I mean, there's plenty of stories of T-tops not latched down going flying on yeah. the highway. I think this is the first time I've ever heard of somebody running them over. Yeah. Both of them at Both the same time. Yeah, I couldn't have just got one. Both of them. Uh, that was an expensive <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, yeah oh, that, I actually bought Jim's. I got out of the Navy, and I bought Jim's 81 TA with the big... Uh, 301 turbo. You Remember know? the light? The, the, the non yeah. turbo. The, the only reason you knew the turbo was on because the lights on the hood. Remember the lights underneath that? the chicken used to light up? One, yeah. two, three. I yeah. let a buddy of mine use it in the winter and he totaled it. He hit it. He totaled it. And exactly what you said, the T tops flew out and hit a car behind him. And I had to pay for that too. So that really sucks. Oh, so. Jesus. Yeah, the, uh, those cars, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like pumping 300 degree air into an intake yeah. for efficiency right <laughs> yeah you did seriously if the lights weren't on you didn't know it made a difference there was no difference <laughs> i don't even know why they did it it didn't do anything <laughs> it really did. It, it did, did nothing. nothing i guess it probably was just a must have a turbo chicken uh no i believe he sold it did he yes <clears throat> they should have put that tube coming off the turbo into the car for the winners in wisconsin <laughs> yeah that, that was nice high air 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 was coming in. that'd be yeah. great just Actually, just put it right through the right through the hood, just yeah. directed at the windshield. It never <laughs> that would have been the best. Never have to be out there with the chipper again, scraping it off. Yeah, those were. But it had Recaro seats, so it was badass. The I maintain those like orange. '80s and '90s Recaros were probably the best Recaros. Oh yeah, ever. They like were, the new ones are. Eh. Like I want something that's. You just, just want the old school, small. Yeah. You know, no power, no nothing, just. I'll function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and Recaro's now a good set's going to run you $5,000. Yeah, it's amazing Very what much. they get It's for amazing them. what they weigh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They I mean, weigh nothing. You get the electronic ones. Yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah, I've got uh, – I, I ended up putting – I wanted Recaro Sports or CSs, but it was like $6,000 for the pair. And I said, no, I bought the Corbos and put those in my bag. Yep. And they're okay. It's a re- I mean, they're more or less it's a Recaro kind of, knockoff. Right. They're not quite as good, but eh, it's a Corvette. I'm not going for high class anyway. So Yeah, you're not going for four, six grand for seats. No. Do you have a hat that says, I drive a Corvette? Uh, no, I don't. Shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> so a shirt. It's shirt. implied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every Tommy Bahama shirt says, I drive a Corvette. Goes to Cars and Coffee every single week, sits just right by his uh, car. Yeah, I, I've got Mike, my fold-out chair. Keychain. Key Mike always drove the Corvettes and... Actually, we bought him a shirt that says, I drive a Corvette. And then we bought him a hat that says, or no, it says, his shirt said, Mike drives a Corvette. And his hat says, I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they did it for me when I got off the plane. <laughs> oh, my God. What, uh, your Corvette? Oh, I had, my first one was an 86. Um, I wanted to, to buy one, and I was working, I was 23 years old, so I wanted to buy a Corvette. And I was had it bought, and my mom started reading about it, and my sisters called me. Ah, oh, mom said, article in the paper that devil wouldn't have designed a car like that at three times the speed limit. You, so they freaked out. You can't buy it. Mom's all freaked out. So I bought the IROC. I had it six, six months. Six and one half dozen in the other. So I bought it six months and traded it in, totally took a bath, yeah. and bought a 96 vet. Well, then I was so 86 vet, and I was so afraid. Of driving it off the lot because mm-hmm. it was like it's a Corvette and I'm 23. You know? Yeah, well, I bought so, mine when I was 25. So oh, you little, did? Yeah. yeah. This was brand new. This was like 26 grand. It was like all the money in the world. So Jim goes with me, and he's 21, 
And he gets in it, and he's sideways out of the dealership in this, <laughs> in this brand new Corvette. They thought we were really nice guys. Like, let me tell you, I'm afraid to drive it, and he's sideways out of there. That it's, doesn't it, it really surprise me. me. No, <laughs> you guys, for as long as I have, that doesn't surprise then me. And I said to him, I said, you know, I read an article about these cars. They ride like a can of nails on a hay wagon. Yeah, that's what somebody had written. Probably somebody, somebody from, somebody from uh, automobile, automobile or, or somebody wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think about that anymore. <laughs> the strange thing is, is now like we've got kids that are a little younger than us that romanticize all this '80s stuff, and you know, I'm 35. We were I, just talking about IROC Camaro. I know you are. I know, but what I'm saying is, is like they don't get the perspective on like. Oh, yeah, we all know that they're hilariously bad from that era. Everything was. I mean, the Japanese cars were pretty solid, but yep. all the American stuff was just their Jumped. rattle traps. Right. I mean, but you can make it cool. Well, that's, that's the key. It, it, it's arguable. I think it has to handle and like not sound like crap to be yeah. cool. That's why you put an LS7, you throw in all the Multimatic Z28 stuff, and then you have a dope. I and rock. then you have an eighty thousand dollar IROC. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, probably. Yeah, or an eighty thousand dollar pickup. So what would you, you, you guys do? You guys are building a couple of those. Yeah. Would you guys ever venture to do something from those that eighties car? Like because we've I've talked to John Ward about that, and he's like, won't touch it with a ten foot pole because he's like, there's too much cheap plastic in there. I don't want to deal with it. Is that something that you guys might be willing to take on? Or yeah, he's I think Troy's it. trying to pull that off right now. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's been, been building that since for seven years. I, I think. I but. think he's been building it since the eighties, though. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Sorry, Troy. He's seriously had that. Got to be for fifteen. years. Well, if it's years. a personal project, I get it. Because no, it's no. not. Oh, it's not. Oh, oh, How he's holding the customer off? I don't know, but I need to get some tips on that. So yeah, but yeah, actually talking about the plastics, you know, the covers and all. They built them all out of aluminum. Kind of cool, though. I mean, oh yeah, got rid of all the Enduro bumpers and. Replaced them with aluminum there. Like a GNX would be cool or something like that. I would, yeah, I really like the GNX. I, I had a, uh, I had a Grand National GNX Motor. Really um, cool. I had a Grand National Motor in a Camaro after the motor popped in it. And, oh, really? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and the only reason I had it is because I had all the parts. Like a friend had them lying around and he's like, 20 bucks. Okay. Wow. Fixes my engine problem. You know, not thinking that it was going to be four months of work to get it in there, but it happened. Uh, but the GNX motors, they're making, um, I mean, my dream project, and I think we might have talked about this in the past, but I want to do a 65 Riv with a one of the new Billet Grand National blocks in it. Just keep it all Buick, but just do something nuts like That'd that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Is that one of the boat tails? No, that's that's prior Before to the Before that. Tails. It's with yeah. the flip-out headlights. Oh, okay. They're totally cool. Them, yeah. them V6s make some power, don't they? Just oh, yeah. crazy. Well, there's a, there's a few. There's a, I mean, there's this weird little boutique world of the Grand National guys. And there are a few shops that build, you know, good cylinder heads and um, billet blocks and stuff like that for them. And uh, they make shit tons of power. But, I mean, it's not a surprise. We're making shit tons of power with new With any four bangers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the little Fiesta I've got. It's like 240 and a 1.6. My old yeah. Golf R was a 2 liter and it had 300 to the wheels. I have a Golf R. The new one? Not 13. Oh, okay. So, so you yeah. gotta go. You gotta go through your friends at Con and, and get them uh, get APR. the APR guys yeah. to hook you up. Well, they did. They they boosted it with stage two. I don't know what that would make, but mm, probably like four hundred ish. Oh really? It yeah. it runs it pretty moves. good. It'll yeah. move. Have you seen the new uh, the new APR uh, car that's been making the round with all the press? Uh uh-uh. uh It's a Golf R, and I want to say it makes like five or six hundred horsepower. Are you kidding me? They it's, say the new ones are amazing. The new one, like I just got rid of mine. Which what year was yours? Uh, 15. So that's uh, a better one. They the Mark said. 7, yeah. Um, and, yeah, that car was awesome. Yeah. And to yeah. think of that Blazer and Jaws, the first Jaws movie, the 73 Blazer, the dude was driving around. That big old V8 made, what, 160 horse? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> now my little two-liter four-cylinder yeah. is making more. It's just oh. hard to believe, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. That even, reminds me. Even from, like, when I was a kid. Like, I'm I'm younger than you. Yeah. Um, but like all the stuff was still like making 180 to 200 horsepower. Yeah, it's gotten crazy. And now everything, all the two liters are the Civic. You can buy a thirty-three thousand dollars Civic with three hundred and what ten horsepower. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so fast. That's insane. I had no idea. Oh my god! All right, I will come to Wisconsin. We'll go driving with this car because it's so much fun. The amazing thing is they're routing that much power 
through the front wheels with no torque steer. Right. No torque steer. It's, it feels like a race car. Yeah. It feels like a, like a British touring car from like the 90s. It's just insane. You just crazy. bounce it off curbs. It's Jim and I, I think, had the Acuras. I had a 96, and the torque steer was great. We thought they were fast because the torque steer was so bad on it. So, yeah. This has zero. And none. And it's just going. Well, the great thing with the Hondas, though, is they're Legos. Like, the beautiful thing with those cars is, like, they keep the same wiring loom in every car, so you can just pick and pull components. Really? And, well, yeah, that was that was a beautiful thing. So when I, when that I was Civic on. that I'm talking about, the Civic Type R, they're actually selling the motor as a crate motor now, too. And people are just throwing it into everything. Um, actually, and Honda is working with uh, Formula 3000, like the open wheel guys, and they're going to throw it into an open wheel car. So that's it's going to be... Yeah. It's gonna be well, they're definitely hitting crazy. the market of what's out there right now. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. those cars are taking... They've got a substantial markup on them right now. Like, they can't keep them around. Um, but I saw an interesting, um, super, super technical guy on YouTube that's like hardcore Honda tuner um, and just track rat entirely. And he puts the car up on a lift and he starts picking everything apart. And he goes, see that right there? That's a drive shaft tunnel. See those knuckles in the rear? That's where your CV joints go through. And it's just like everything in that car, it's clear probably going to be all-wheel drive at some point in the next couple of years. Wow. And uh, I yeah, wouldn't do thing. it. I wouldn't they, do it. That car is so good, as is front-wheel drive. It's, need it, huh? it's fast. It's so fast. Yeah, but imagine if they bump another 100 horsepower into it and make it all-wheel it's, drive. No. It doesn't need it. It really doesn't need it. It goes faster around none everything. None of this is about need. I know. But none <laughs> of it. It will still run rings around my like golf your car, car, your golf R, wow. and the Focus RS. Yeah. Like it, run, it literally will go Around a track faster than all those. Yeah, wow. I don't doubt it. But you know, the Focus also RS way more fun than all three. Yeah, the hmm. Focus RS is in it. It is a little point of contention right now too. Those cars are uh, blowing up. Yeah, are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wrong head gaskets. Oh really? Yeah, they started building them and put the wrong head gaskets, and they put the Mustang head gasket in the Focus RS, and uh, with all the extra power, basically the you know and engine it's, went, is going pop. It's also really? an, wow. it's also an open deck motor. So there's, like, no stability, and then they're pumping 350 horsepower through it, and just the head lifts up, and that's it. I had no idea. They're cool looking. Yeah. They look like rally cars. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. But, you know. But okay, so, so what is your next next projects? Or can we even talk about that? Yeah, it's not even a big deal. Yeah, we have a lot going on. We're doing... Uh, it's going to be a quiet we, year? We acquired... Uh, yeah, actually eight, for SEMA. 69 to 72... Chevy Blazers. K5s, K5, yeah. four-wheel drive Blazers. Oh, Jesus. And uh, We're doing like just, three right now. One's like pretty stock. Yeah. The next just, one's LS. And then the next one's got a crazy Roadster Shop chassis. Like, did you see that chassis they had for the at Bronco? Yeah. For the that Bronco crazy one they the rolled in? I just a no, chassis. Yeah. I was, well, you guys saw me. I was on the stage yeah, the entire you, time. So... Um, with so, a thousand horse Wagner in it, mm-hmm. so um, obviously redoing the the forty nine Cadillac for Wes. Uh, we've got a Volkswagen bus in there. We've got. Uh, <laughs> Do me a favor, pull your mic. Up, just point it upwards a little more. There you go. Volkswagen bus in there. We've got. Uh, what are you planning with the bus? Nah, just, pretty stock for a local guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it just we're it's sticking fun a shit ton of money in a new Charger Challenger. Challenger, new guy color change just why but you know that's one thing nice with the collision we get to do a little of everything just normal stuff yeah. very so often so the blazers are those supposed to be road going or off-roady or no really not off-road just kind of old school but yet you know they were just cool growing up at least for us to, yeah. to have no yeah. top and not be a jeep be something different. Not be a Bronco. Not, not be, a, be a Bronco. You know, and yeah, I don't get. I don't understand why those cars don't get the love. There. I mean, to me, I mean, the Bronco was first, but they're they're everybody's cool as the Bronco. It's yeah. basically the same thing, right? It's like a Scout. They're just badass. You know, them right. old yeah. Scouts. I the International just, I Scouts. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. my daughter wants one of them in the worst way. Uh, like, oh, we my wife it. rolled yeah. me in one of them uh, when we, before we were married. <laughs> Jim has been in more rolled vehicles yeah. than anybody <laughs> I know. Every car accident I've been in, it's been a rollover. Oh, man. I, yeah, I've been fortunate. I've never rolled a car. Me either. I don't want I to. I rolled the Datsun 280ZX. We rolled the Scout. Rolled I rolled Buddy a, Bryce, Buick uh, or whatever that was. That was 225. 
deuce and a quarter that he rolled that big thing. Yep, and then John or Marty Call. Yeah, uh, rolled that one. Put my literally that that was back early '80s, probably '80, and uh, I put my hand through the rearview mirror, and we were in the shop probably what now ten years ago. Oh, more than that, fifteen. And I I said God. And I was just squeezing on my finger one day. There. Yeah, he was just like poking. I'm like, God, my time. finger hurts. And all of a sudden, bloop, piece of glass come off from underneath it my finger. It looked like a three-carat diamond. And that thing was oh. polished. I mean, there was no sharpness to it. It was, it looked like a diamond come off. But he didn't even, weird thing is, he didn't even look at that piece of glass. I picked it up and I'm like, oh, my God. He was just looking at his thumb like, oh, it's never felt this good since I can remember. <laughs> I mean, literally, it had been in there for 20 years, yeah. that piece of glass, and just oh, getting polished inside my body. They never x-rayed your hand. No, hell no. It finally came out. I, I don't like, think he went to the doctor. Awesome. Just because he rolled the, the car. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, we were up, the car was upside down. We were both out of the car. Uh, a car comes... This is an old back road, right? Yeah. I mean, who the hell is on a back road? This car comes down the hill. They're waving him down. Marty's waving him down. We were drinking, of course, and... Uh, the guy rolls the window down, and Marty says, can you give us some help? We just kind of rolled the car here. And the guy goes, yeah, Sauk County Sheriff is an unmarked cop. Marty goes, no, we're good. We'll get the next <laughs> car. <laughs> so that didn't work no, out we're, so we're, good. we're good. Oh, my God. Shit that you would not get away with these yeah. days. Not at all. Uh, I'm just old enough to remember the days where, like, nothing was connected. Nobody yeah. talked to anybody else. It was like, you could still get away with a little shit in the uh, 80s, 90s. Nope, everything's proper yeah you guys i almost feel sorry for you the thing yeah. well, you got away with i mean uh, i could show you some things i've well, gotten away with i've gotten good. away with my fair share of things yeah I, I think the lesson that most people should learn is not everything needs to be on social media right exactly, yeah, exactly right yeah, yeah you got that right if it uh, was, these or, kids or wonder why say, they get caught at these these uh school drinking parties you know the seniors the seniors uh, back at least by us well yeah. They'd have these parties. They'd have these parties out in the middle of nowhere. There's no way they're going to get caught, but they put it on social media, and they get every one of them get busted. I mean, just leave your phone at home. Yeah, you're yeah. going to go do something stupid. Well, my favorite though is that when once that hits like the news or something, everybody's going, "Oh my god, I've never imagined such a thing." <laughs> yeah. and You've like, all done it. You people all did that shit when I you were know. that age. It's like they act like they're so innocent. It's just too bad. No one is innocent. No. No. Not a single person out there is innocent. Everyone's yeah, a pretty done boring world something. that they were. Oh my god, wouldn't it be? Yeah, it'd be terrible. Well, I mean, that's why you get like that's why you get Dubai and people doing crazy shit in cars is because they don't have any other outlets. Here's so the that's thing. why they're doing like. Did you see that where they change the tires? Where they actually do? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They put it, it up on two wheels. Flip it up on two wheels and take god. the tires off it. Yeah, have you ever I seen? Mean, what, that's some crazy. Have you ever seen what they call hagua? Uh. Uh-uh. That's where. A, that's where guys get out of the car at highway speed on their sandals and skate on the soles of their sandals Come at highway on. speed. Yeah. How long does it last? I don't know. Until <laughs> <Long laughs> their feet got Until the sandals wear out. Yeah. See, there, there are still places that you can go do stupid shit. Yeah. I mean, any type of place where you can find dirt or sand, <laughs> yeah. you can still go do yeah. stupid things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because it's essentially if they allow you to drive lawless. On it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Glamis is a tribute to that. Here is you know. Glamis is so is El Mirage. El Mirage is the, one of the greatest places oh, yeah. on the face of the earth. Have you guys been there yet? No, I have no, no idea what you're talking about. Dry lake bed. So essentially, you think Bonneville, a little bit shorter, but no salt. It's just Same. hard. No, no, no. Hard packed dirt, and you can drive on it. You pay fifteen dollars to get onto this onto the dirt. They hold this is a time state trials park, there. really, a, and they let you drive as fast as you 15 want. Fifteen dollars. They have one rule: no drifting. No drifting. Well, no. Here, the the only rule is no drifting in the middle of the thing because people can be going two hundred or three hundred miles an hour, like down the the, the dry oh lake bed. Oh my god! If you go to the OHV area, which is on the outskirts of the lake, which is not actually a lake, just dry lake bed. You can go do whatever the hell you want because it's motocross and off-road trails, so you're fine. But in the middle of it is all speed trials. So they they hold, mm-hmm. like, land speed record racing there. They're, like, the last yes. time I was out there, there was a dude in a Honda N600 from 1960 with a superbike engine in it, and he was trying to go for 133 miles an hour on 10-inch wheels. 
my god. Yeah, this was I think it was five or six years ago. Uh uh, the Smoke Tire Boys and I went out there. They had the what was new at the time, CTSV wagon, uh, with the manual, and we were like, "Yeah, let's do a video of that racing my Corvette," because my C6 was still fairly newish at the time, and uh, so we did that, and uh, I, that was the fastest I'd ever gone that day. Did 192. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like I've done 173 in a new Charger. Oh my god. Yeah, you can go really fast. We went through like three and a half tanks of gas just doing runs back and forth in the CTS. I took my parents out there in a Raptor and we did 105 across the <laughs> lake bed. Yeah. Well, that was our camera car at the time is we had a, a camera rig up off that. We had a, a, a arm coming off the back of the Raptor so we could, so everything could be filmed at high speed. So we're doing runs across the lake bed and the Raptor's doing a hundred miles an hour. And then, you know, Matt's in the caddy and I'm in my Corvette and we're blowing past it. Like they're doing 20 miles an hour. Glocker, me, Jason Connor, and Manuel Carrillo actually did a four-way drag race down uh, the the dry lake bed. And, like, Glocker was in an S5. I mm-hmm. was in my Golf R. And then we had two other Audis. And I just, like, we just rolled on Is it, it. nothing but dust behind you then? Yeah. I'll show you pictures after. Somebody, just for a gag, needs to do the bit called the double drag, which is where you get two drag queens to drag race across the lake bed. But, like, in some of the other spots, like the OHV area, you can actually get jumps. So, like, when I took the Raptor out there, like, we did jumps. Yeah. Jumps are a little more unnerving in the car. And it's a state park? Yeah. Yeah. 15 bucks. El Mirage State Park. It's two hours from here. I'd highly recommend it next time you guys come out. It's like an hour drive from here. I didn't think we'd ever pull that off in California. Yeah, I know. Of all places. Who would ever think California allows that? They must not know about it. It's a state park. It is a state park. You're paying. You're paying the state fifteen dollars to go. You're paying to, Bureau of Land Management yeah. fifteen bucks to get. I don't there. imagine there's too many people out there with their Winnebago cooking hot dogs. They're actually, yeah, a surprisingly a good amount. Oh well, yeah. yeah, because they're watching the guys do two hundred going across. Yeah, that and there's almost or always dirt bikes or like ATVs and side by sides and stuff like yeah. it's going off road. I've seen some people there's land planes out there. Obviously, not a lot of wrecks. No, I don't. No. I don't know of anybody that's I've actually wrecked out. Never there. heard of anything. I actually, when I, like, when I, I was teaching my brother how to drive like quicker, I took him out there, and it's you know it's five miles long and two miles wide, and you can't really hurt yourself just out there. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say is if you go out there, just have a few people and bring walkie talkies. I yeah. Know, what I always do when I go out there is I do two runs back and forth at slower speeds just to kind of check see out what's in there. Yeah. Check out the lake bed surface. See like if anyone's done anything stupid. See if there's a stick sticking up. Right. See if anyone's any out there. If they're going to be like interfering with like a top speed run, but it's you go out there and just go. You put your foot into it and go as fast as you. Yeah. Just, have the uh, balls to do. Somebody some... drives a couple horseshoe stakes out in the middle playing horseshoes and forgets the stakes. Oh, that was sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I, wouldn't be good. I would say if you do, you do it, just bring some, uh, bring a few traffic cones with you so you can mark off your braking zones, and you're cool. That's Damn. it. Damn. I use, uh, there's like a couple pillars, or not pillars, but like posts like on the outside of the lake bed yeah. that I always use as my, like my braking zone markers. It's, yeah, you wouldn't think you'd be able to do that here, but you can. But, wow. I mean, that's the rule is once you get out into the desert, there are no rules there anymore. There are no rules. Uh, I think it's actually legal to make meth out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of meth out there. Yeah, there is. There is. Maybe that's why you think it, there's it's no Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. There's no, that's what it looks like out there. It looks like you are smack in the middle of a Breaking Bad episode. Wow. But, yeah. you know, it's Breaking Bad at 200 miles an hour. We'll have to bring the javelin out there, see yeah. what it could really That'd do. That would have been a good place to test the Winnebago. Yeah, really. we can, oh my god let's go do that <laughs> yeah the, the only thing i will say is you will get dust into crevices in a vehicle you did not think that you could get yeah, dust how, into. how long did it take you to clean that vat three weeks it was not fully clean for probably a year i was still finding oh. dust in like odd spots a See, year I later do that i couldn't do that you you can when you get out there you'll be like yeah. i don't Ooh, care anymore that's the problem i'm then, afraid to get my four-wheeler dirty yeah, oh, yeah. no come on <laughs> We got. Kinda we got to go. Kind of weird that way. When it's yours, when it's somebody else's, you don't care. That's true. I keep pitching Bugatti. Like, let me just take a Chiron out there. Let me see what it, I can do in it. Oh yeah, because that it ain't gonna happen. No, that's not gonna happen. No, 
Yeah. But, uh, well, we're in about 50 minutes now. And uh, I think, uh, what else? You, is there anything you guys want to plug while we're, um, while we're here? You know, I'd like to thank Leno's Garage for having us back again. That was pretty cool. And, you know, Press Stone, obviously, with uh, allowing us to build him that car. Um, yeah, that's cool. And allows us to be with you today because yeah, they, yeah. they flipped a bill. Absolutely. Yeah, it's always, hey, I always love that's it perfect. when you guys are out. It's great, it's great having a chat. Um, what's the website? www.ringbrothers.com. Okay, Ring Brothers. Check us out on Facebook. And now, does the, do the nice people at Con Media have your Instagram and everything all hooked up as well? I wouldn't Ring know, Brothers, but right? yeah. It's just Ring Brothers, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just find out Ring Brothers. Just look up Ring Brothers on, like, Google, and you'll find it all. Uh, do you, you know when the... You don't need the WWW anymore? Nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> depends on how you... I won't get into the details. Just go into the, the, it depends on how things are configured. Go into the search bar and just type in Ring yeah. Brothers. You pop there you up. go. Yeah, you'll find it. Uh, do you know when the uh, Leno episode's going to air? You know, I think they flip it pretty quick. Probably three weeks, I would bet. Okay, so sometime in the next month or so. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's about well, it for today. Where, do yeah. you, where I, are you? Where can people find you? Me. Now it's just me. It's, it's no longer automobile. We can talk about that at a uh, different it's not podcast. Just, and to be very clear, it, was, it wasn't just John. It wasn't just me. It was, it was a lot. Uh, but we can talk about that sometime later. But uh, find me at... Uh, Jonathan uh, underscore Klein on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll find there will be articles other places. You'll find me. Yeah. Very, hopefully very soon. Well, you've been selling articles and stuff. Hopefully. So, yeah. Hopefully uh, that works out. I need I, money. I would say you can find me on Twitter at Hayes Data, but I've... You I've haven't gone, been on in a while. I've gone full Ron Swanson at this point. I have no need for it. Uh, so that's that's kind of my life, and I'm, I'm just busy building companies at the moment. So... Um, but of course, uh, pre, you know, come over to Shout Engine. We'll hook you up with free podcast hosting. Uh, and uh, we've got a, you know, I've been saying this for a while, but small team, so it's hard to crank it out. But we've got V2 coming soon with live podcasting and all that fun stuff. Uh, so I think that's it for the Hooniverse podcast this afternoon. Uh, it was a pleasure seeing you guys again. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having we, us, guys. We love doing this. Yeah, it's yeah. always a good time. All right, well, I'll see you at SEMA. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Thank you.